Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 42. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's Laura Reagan, LCSWC, with today's episode. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Hey, everybody. It's Laura Reagan, your host for Therapy Chat. Today, I'm excited to have a returning guest, Carrie Nola. Carrie, if you didn't hear our first interview, episode 11, Carrie Nola is an intuitive psychotherapist, best selling author, and founder of the Sacred Soul Circle for Healing Entrepreneurs. While nurturing a thriving clinical practice for nearly a decade with a focus on the holistic healing of complex trauma and dissociation, Carrie's practice has more recently evolved to create virtual products, programs, and retreat experiences to support the sacred work of therapists as they remember their purpose. She's on a mission to ignite a global heart-centered movement that holds space for healers to awaken and bring their practices and services to life. I don't know anyone else like Carrie Nola. I've worked with her myself, and I just love her energy. So she is going to continue the conversation that has been begun in episode 38 with Rini Beck and episode 40 with Lourdes Beato. So tune in for our conversation about the shadow and Carrie does a reading from her shadow card deck. So you're going to want to check that out. It's really cool. Here we go. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I'm very honored to have a guest on who's been on my podcast before. I'm so lucky to speak with her twice. Today, my guest is Carrie Nola. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome, Laura. It's an honor to be back. I can't wait for our chat today. Me too. And you were one of my first interviewees for for this podcast back when it was really just a, a goal. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't even, you know, on yet when I first interviewed you. So a lot has changed since that time, about a little over a year since we first talked. Yeah, a lot of growth between then and now, I think for both of us, I'm really excited to dive back into this energy and to have a new conversation and see what wants to be explored and and shared. Me too. One of the main subjects that I wanted to talk about today is 
this whole concept of shadow energy, I'm, I'm hearing more about it in, I think, our collective consciousness lately, but it's still sort of a mystery, I think, even to me and to a lot of people. But you've been talking about shadow work a lot lately. So I'd like to hear more about how you got started with that work and how you use it now. Sure. So for me, the shadow, I mean, what we would think about in terms of shadow with the psychotherapy language, we would call that the unconscious. It's to me, spaces in our, our mind, our heart, our life, our business that are blind to us. They're in our blind spots or in the dark. And there's an opportunity to shine light into those spaces so that we can wake up to the information, the story, the gifts, the illusions, the truths, and whatever is living in those places. And for me, that introduction came uh, many years ago by reading the late Debbie Ford's book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And I found that title so intriguing. And um, I don't even remember who introduced me to it, but I was mesmerized by the exploration she led us through in this beautiful book that really helps us to embrace not only the parts of us that that feel and appear really lovable and likable and belong in our mainstream, you know, relationships and and society, but those parts of us that we feel shame about or that are hard to love, hard to embrace, hard to allow to be a part of our existence. Maybe this is our fear or our um yeah, our anxiety, our hurt, our sadness, our aggressiveness, our assertiveness, our rage, our anger, um, our manipulation, our bossiness, you know, these different elements that we have deemed as bad and we've put them in this category. And her invitation was, how can we allow those parts of us to have a space in our inner home as well? And she even suggested that if we're not allowing them to be a part of our inner world, they're, they're going to sneak out in ways that are perhaps unexpected and we won't necessarily feel in control of them or empowered because they're kind of leaking out because they want a voice, they want a place. And if we're not giving that to them, they're going to have to take it when we often least expect it. Okay, so... Parts of ourselves that are kind of blind spots, things that we're not really aware of, but they're kind of, they could be running the show a lot of times mm-hmm. because of how uh, we're not aware. Yes, I love how you put that. So let's say that you haven't been giving yourself permission to acknowledge that you are unhappy with somebody that you're in a relationship with. Maybe there was something that happened that just rubbed you the wrong way and you, you didn't give yourself permission to acknowledge that either to yourself or to that person. So perhaps there's some passive aggressive energy playing out in that relationship. Maybe they're calling and you're not calling them back or you're taking a little bit longer than you normally would or there's just this tension that's not being brought to the light. And you might realize that and be consciously uh, leading from that shadow self or that dark place or that could be happening behind the scenes of your awareness and just playing out because there's a lack of permission for that part of you to have a voice in your own life and or in relationship with that other person. And so it creates a an energy of disconnection first and foremost within ourselves, which may present as uh, a depression, an anxiety, a just... Um, 
an offness of some sort, a physical symptom can even uh, present uh, trying to bring light to something going on in the unconscious. Uh, and it can also create disconnection and separation in our relationships as well. Wow. Yeah. So I see more about what the shadow really refers to when people talk about that, because I kind of think about it as I don't think this is really the intention and the name shadow, but kind of like the bad stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you're bringing that to light because I think we have judged. We want to live in the light. We want to live in the good stuff, the feel good, the comfortable And there's this invitation that the shadow offers us if we're willing to RSVP to show up for the other stuff that's really asking for our loving attention. And I remember I went to a workshop with Debbie Ford before she passed and I was really, she said to us in the audience, there were, you know, maybe 200 of us in the room and she said, stand up if you are smart And so we're all looking around like, is this a trick question? I don't know what we're supposed to do. We're kind of checking in for validation. Are we supposed to stand up? And so, you know, many of us stood up, me included. And I said, yeah, I can, I can own that. I'm, I'm smart. And then she said, okay, now how many of you are stupid? Stand up if you're stupid. And we're all looking like, did we pay money for this? What is going on right now? And I'm thinking, I don't know, uh, you know, and so fewer people stood up. And she said, I hope that you will all get out of your seats right now, people, because tell me that as human beings, we're not stupid some of the time. Think of something you did that was just ridiculous. I mean, if we don't own, we can only own our brilliance as much as we're willing to own our stupidity. Mm. And she explained it, you know, in terms of this continuum. And I know people, you know, Brene Brown talks about this. We can only own our joy as much as we own our shame. And I think energy works that way. It's like a dime has a heads and a tails. You know, humans have a light and a shadow and we're not whole and complete in moments when we're ignoring an aspect of ourself that that is trying to belong, is trying to find its way and is wanting to be witnessed with compassion and presence. And something really clicked for me in that moment in that room with Debbie and all of those souls. And there was such a such a gentleness to our ability to own our stupidity as much as we own our light. It's like we shame ourselves. We don't want to shine too brightly because we don't want to appear narcissistic. So we minimize our power and our greatness. And then we also don't want to admit or own up to our ridiculousness, our stupidity. And when those things are being ignored, our light is dimmed as well. It's like a dimmer switch. You know, we want to be able to access the full range of our light And to do that, we have to acknowledge our dark as part of the process. Yeah, that is very powerful. And it makes me think of, you know, you said like being a whole person where, you know, all of the parts of you are okay, you Mm. know, even the parts you don't like. Exactly. Can we find a space for them to be? to be welcomed. And part of that, I think, is admitting that they're currently not welcome, which Mm -hmm. parts of me aren't welcome. You know, I think of the term unconditional love for me really plays into shadow work. I call it love with a capital L, love that says, I love you, period. Not I love you when, 
lowercase love or, or conditional love is I love you when you act right. I love you when you say things correctly and when you look a certain way and when you present to the world with your, your pretty face, your lipstick on, you're dressed in a certain way. And when we put those kinds of conditions on ourselves, we really limit our ability to step into our power. I, I find especially, you know, as I support healers on their journey of bringing their practices and their, their work to life, I find this a lot of the time that we really have to go behind the scenes and find what are you most afraid that the world might discover about you if you allow yourself to stand out in, you know, as a public figure, whether that be marketing a local practice, whether that be uh, writing a book or launching a podcast, Laura, I know that you have had the courage to stand out and be seen and heard on this platform. And when we are willing to look at those places and see what we're terrified of others knowing about us, then we experience a freedom where like those shackles begin to loosen and untangle and we can really step out because I already know that about myself. So I think the the intention for me of shadow work is to, to allow the world to show me back to parts of myself that I have disowned mm. so that I can own them in your presence. And so you're not showing me anything about myself that I don't already know. If you say something about me, if you judge me, then I can say, you know, I see the truth in that. Yeah, I can be, I can be bitchy. I, I, yeah, thank you for reminding me about that part of myself. I get it, you know? Um, bitchy, Carrie, Nola, no. I know, don't I do? I do a good job of hiding it, huh? But the thing is, is in my, in my past existence, you know, I think about before I opened my therapy practice, when I was managing, working in a corporate setting and managing and things, you know, I didn't know, I didn't have a relationship with that part of myself. So it was leaking out. My leadership style was more abrupt and aggressive, if you will. And so until I owned that and I allowed people to say, hey, I really am experiencing, people had a lot of courage to say, hey, I am experiencing a lot of abruptness. Something isn't feeling good here. And I was like able to go, you know what? You're right. That didn't feel good when I delivered it that way and was able to meet those parts and find out why they operated like that. And, and it was really out of fear and not knowing what else to do. And so in cultivating that relationship and looking into that mirror that others were showing me, I was able to cultivate a new way of showing up with myself and in the world that feels good and feels aligned and congruent. It's not to say that, um, yeah, my bitchy self can't sneak out from time to time, but <laughs> you know, she, she's welcome. And I can own that part of my humanness in a way that before I would feel very ashamed. Like I didn't want anybody else to know about it because I didn't really know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. And I think there are so many parts of ourselves that we do tend to disown. I know, um, I went to an experiential trauma training where we were learning about parts work and we had to do, um, an activity that we could do with clients that put something on this paper that represents all of the parts of yourself. And there were all these little stickers to use and each one was supposed to represent the parts of ourselves. And I was looking for like an ugly one and, you know, all these like unpleasant shapes and colors to represent those parts of myself. But the teacher said, 
they're none there are no ugly ones like <laughs> they're all <laughs> equal so and i was like ooh that's a weird concept yes like to and- represent the parts of yourself you don't like with and that they're not less than the other parts mhm Yeah, there's that. I think for self-protection, we immediately go to judgment. Like, okay, I know these parts of me are bad too. So don't, you know, don't think you're going to tell me something I don't already know. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's that vulnerability in, in, yeah, meeting these parts and, and feeling like we have to judge them. The other thing I've discovered as I've journeyed into my own shadow places is that as long as we're judging parts of us as good or bad or these dark aspects of ourselves, we're also bringing that energy into the therapeutic relationship. We can pretend that we don't judge our client's XYZ part, but if we're judging that part of ourselves, that energy of judgment is present in the therapy relationship. And for me, it's important that I continue deepening into my own darkness and and bringing light to those spaces for my own healing and also because I've chosen this path of holding sacred space for the healing of others. And it's my intention that that energy be clear and, and clean. And it's not to say that we have to have all of our work done before we can be uh, supportive and helpful, you know, therapists and healers. I think there's just an awareness and, and a consciousness of continuing to do this work for ourselves that allows us to deepen into the space that we hold for our clients and every piece of my work that I do, it like makes room for uh, my clients to bring that part of themselves to the table because I'm imagining and some have had the courage to tell me that they felt some type of permission that wasn't verbal, but it was in just the energy of our relationship. They knew that that part was then welcome. Yeah, that is so true. And really, really powerful because I know that as I've done, you know, my own inner work over time, things can happen in a session that like, I know I wouldn't have let a conversation go to a certain place because I wouldn't have been able to handle it. And it would have been very unconscious that I just would have gone in a different direction with our discussion. And, you know, even if it kept trying to come up, I probably would be just trying to keep it from coming up because (laughs) I didn't want, you know, I didn't know how to handle it because I was not aware of something within myself and not to say, you know, that I wasn't providing good service, but just when things can go deeper because you can go deeper with yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I do believe that, um, the clients that come to us are ready for the level of depth that we are able to provide. And if there comes a time when they want to go in a different direction and we are not there yet, I believe that the relationship transitions and shifts and they move to a different practitioner, provider, support system. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think we can simultaneously grow with our clients, both in the therapeutic relationship and in doing our work outside. And there's some clients that we can journey with for long periods periods of time because we're doing our work, they're doing theirs. And it just makes sense to, um, to evolve together in this kind of, yeah, in this kind of way. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And, you know, a theme that's running through this conversation is that there's no good or bad. When I said, like, I thought the shadow is the bad parts, like, that's not bad. It's just part of a continuum, you know? Yes. 
Yes. But it's the common, I think it's the common idea. And that's what I'm hoping our conversation may shed some light on is, is a curiosity. Like what if there were no bad parts of ourselves? What if every part has their role and is showing up perfectly and completely? And as we build relationships with them, we can decide which parts of ourselves we want to, to lead with and we want to support us at different moments of our life. But if we don't have a relationship with them, then yeah, they're doing things and we don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the closer we can all get to integration of all the parts into one whole complete person, you know, the better we feel and the better our lives are, you know, in terms of how we, because like you said, it's um, that exiling parts of yourself, disowning them creates that disconnection from yourself and disconnection in all relationships. Yes. And for me, the integration means relationship. It means welcoming. It means allowing. It means partnership. And I think each of us decide what that integration will look like and how we want to interact with our internal family and, and what that's all going to, you know, to, how that's going to unfold. Um, but it, I think it comes down to relationship. Yeah. And I think too, if like, if you imagine dating, you know, we don't usually reveal our entire self, our entire story, all aspects of ourself on the first date. There's a process of unfolding, of building that connection and that space that we hold together in that relationship. And I think that's similar with parts of ourselves. You know, parts of us hold our story. They'll help us to understand why we've needed to to have this role or to play this part or to have this behavior. Um, if we, we're willing to spend the time with them to develop a, a rapport and a relationship where they'll be willing to tell us that part of our story. And as we collect pieces of our story, we understand more of the whole picture and that information supports us in moving forward as well. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. It's really a beautiful process. I think so. It, messy, yes. Um, <laughs> uncomfortable, absolutely. Definitely uncomfortable. Uh, 
<laughs> yes. Um, not always, you know, what we might deem as, as pretty and put together, but, but worth it in my experience. It's, I can't imagine my life or my work any other way. And I think that's really why my work has, has begun to move in this direction because I think, I think there's a collective call for this. I think we're ready to, to move in this direction and to stop ignoring those things that need our attention. But I don't always know that this is part of our traditional training. I think there's a lot of techniques. I think of like thought stopping, for example. It's like to me, the, the idea of thought stopping um, as a technique that we would use with a client, it's like a little kid comes to me, my child, let's say, comes to me and says, you know, mommy, I didn't like when, you know, Bradley did that to me on the playground today. And I say, oh, oh, don't want to hear about that. No, thank you. Stop, stop. Negative thinking, you know, bad, shut it down, quit, stop. Um, what is that going to do in the relationship between us and our child? But yet we do that to parts of ourselves. We say those thoughts aren't welcome here. We have to shut this down. We have to stop this behavior. What if we engaged from, you know, tell me more about that. Thank you for, for showing me that, whether that be a suicidal thought, whether that be, you know, a behavior, a way that we're treating somebody, a way that we're treating ourselves. It's all information that is rich for our love, our presence, our exploration. Yeah, that is the depth for me of, of this work. It's revolutionized my relationship with myself and my relationships and my business. And I just watch as it unfolds with my clients and hear their feedback about how they're experiencing it. And yeah, I just feel really blessed to be walking as people are willing to bring light to these places. I, I love the example you just shared about thought stopping. Just I see so many people who are battling with themselves and it keeps them in a very immobilized place because they're constantly just fighting with themselves not to think about what they're thinking about or not to feel what they're feeling. And what I've experienced personally and witnessed is that when you allow those feelings or those thoughts, they pass. You know, there's a there's a way for it to move through. But when yes. you're, you know, as as you always hear, and I, I know Dan Siegel said this, but I don't know if this is his originally, what we resist persists. Like the more yes. you struggle with it, the, the more it's there. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of the overarching message of everything we've talked about so far is it's like stop fighting it so much and just embrace that this is, this is a whole that is complex, not, you know, just one way it's it's many things and that's what makes it what it is meaning that's what makes us who we are <laughs> yeah and i i love it you said overarching and in that moment i was picking up on the energy of allowing is a bridge that takes us from where we are to our next space and if we are not allowing there it creates a gap between where we are and where we would like to experience next but when we surrender you know one one shadow pattern is control trying to control and to manipulate our reality in a way that that isn't true or real it doesn't want it wants to be acknowledged for what it is in this moment, not I'll love you when you, when you're like this, or I'll love you then, or I'll be here and I'll show you compassion when you act this way. It's wow, I'm really scared right now. 
this is really, I'm wanting to control. Okay. I see the control, you know, and we're just whatever's true in the present moment. And then that bridge opens because that helps us to step out of that crisis point. Um, I know, you know, Lisa Ferentz work and she's, you know, brilliant in talking about some of the psychobiology of, of trauma. And I'm thinking about what happens when we're in crisis, the hippocampus shrinks and we don't have a bridge to get from our reptilian brain to our frontal cortex to help us really make these decisions about moving forward. So I think we're kind of talking about the same thing here yeah. in, a, in another context of allowing creates that bridge for where we're headed. Yeah. It's really amazing. It is. I'm in awe of this work. <laughs> I know we've had these conversations, Laura, but it's just so much. I, I love just the energy of curiosity too, that, yeah, what if we don't know it all? And what if these things we've been taught or these ways, they're just a piece of the puzzle, but they're not the end of the story. And to me, this energy of presence and bringing light to the unknown, it just helps us to expand in infinite directions and possibilities. As one of my mentors calls it, it opens the third door. It's not either or, but we start seeing options that weren't on the table before. And we have a new door that we can walk through as we build relationship with ourselves and with our families and our communities. And I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So Carrie, we were together in, um, for a, an intensive in February, as you know, and, yes. um, <laughs> and we did a shadow card reading. And for me, it was, well, let me back up because I haven't mentioned that you have your shadow deck and that's how we did this reading. Um, and that was a very, as I mentioned to you when we were not recording, that was a very intense and kind of poignant experience for me. So can you talk a bit about your shadow deck and how you use that to bring light? Yes, I can. Um, thank you for sharing your experience of, of our time together. I, um, I was finding that there were points in my work and in my life where something was activated in me that I didn't understand. Uh, oftentimes it would be feelings of anger, frustration, uh, sadness, jealousy, just different patterns that would come up consistently in certain relationships and, and experiences. And one of the tools that I've used in my own life for support to mirror me back to myself have been Oracle cards. Um, it's an intuitive tool that helps us to tune into energy that we are not uh, presently aware of or willing to let ourselves see. And I would look to some of those tools and I found that they always wanted to show me the light side of things. Everything's working out beautifully and you're right on time and yay for you and rainbows and glitter. And, <laughs> you know, there's a time and place for that. But in that moment of, of anger or jealousy, I needed something that met me in that energy and, and told me the truth of what I wasn't willing to let myself see. And when I didn't find it, I went into meditation and I heard that's because you're supposed to bring it. And I was like, okay, there's one of those divine moments where you're like, really me? Okay. So after I went through that, 
that uh, minimizing my power and my purpose whole thing, <laughs> I decided to, to take heed of the universe's request and um, brought through a deck of 34 energies that help to show us back to these patterns in ourself that are hard to see otherwise. And the deck is called Messages from Shadow. And yeah, to me, I can look to this deck to find the energies that are showing up that I don't understand. And each card has a healing mantra. And the images, um, I worked with an intuitive artist, a dear friend of mine, on the images. And they're all energetically encoded to clear these patterns at the cellular level. You know, I believe that we're more than just a physical being, but we're also a spiritual being having a physical human experience. And energy is at play in all of these patterns. So the healing process, while it, it can be messy and, and it can be lengthy, it can also be instant. And when we're ready, I think these patterns let go of us rather than us having to do that really heavy lifting of, of letting go of something. Um, it's not to say that the process is always easy. I believe that it's complex and I believe we're, we're on a lifelong healing journey, and I believe that relief can come in, in moments when we're willing to tell ourselves the difficult truth that maybe we haven't been willing to see or to acknowledge before that moment. Yeah. Your deck is really beautiful. And I'm, I feel lucky that I've sort of watched it develop as you've kind of, you know, shared this is where it is. And this is, you know, here's some of the artwork. And so it's been lovely to see that coming together. And I know it was very carefully and thoughtfully done. Thank you. Yes, I was quite mindful about it. It took about the, the, the shadow energies that wanted to be a part of the, the deck of cards came through within a 45 minute meditation, it was very quick. And that's been my experience in writing my books and in, in birthing a lot of my products and services that when something it's time for something, I think Wayne Dyer says this, nothing is more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Mm. It's one of my favorite things to remember that, um, you know, the language of the heart is simplicity. And so when things are feeling hard for me, I know that I am pushing or forcing something before it's time. Um, and this is something that came very quickly. And then the, the bringing it into physical form uh, took a little while, but um, definitely been a labor of love. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about how you use them if you were working with someone or how someone who wanted to buy them could use them? Absolutely. So um, I use them in a variety of ways. One of the things I'm really mindful of in using my intuition in my therapeutic work in particular is that I don't want to use my intuition to disempower someone from waking up to their own inner knowing. So for me, this is a tool that if a client is feeling stuck or there's something in the room that neither of us are really feeling an understanding about, I may invite uh, us to use the, the deck. And so I would hand the deck to the client and invite them to, to shuffle it uh, with an intention in mind of what they're wanting some clarity around. So let's say they're having difficulty in their relationship with their partner. There's uh, a constant feeling that's coming up in the relationship that they're not understanding. So 
then they would pull a card and they would work with that, with that energy. So I think one of the easiest ways to do this, Laura, might be to, to use the deck right now and to invite listeners to, um, to have an experience, a shadow experience. Are you open to that? Absolutely. I would love yeah. that. Perfect. So I'm going to shuffle the deck and I'm going to hold the intention that everyone that's listening to this, no matter what time or space that happens in, that there is a message here that would be supportive to them. And I'll actually pull two cards. So notice as you're listening, if you're feel, feeling drawn to the energy of card one or card two, and then you can take what you would like from that reading. So the card that's coming up in card number one is the armor card. And the shadow of armor is all about ways that we have collected uh, behaviors or or ways of quote unquote protecting ourselves from people, from circumstances, from experiences. And when the shadow of armor is at play, there's really an invitation to notice that collection of of thoughts or behaviors that are keeping us separate from opportunities to welcome love and connection into our experience. This really has to do with a healing around our sense of self, um, who we are, how we want to be perceived, and if we're willing to love ourselves regardless of how others are perceiving us. And it's also about a sense of healing times when we didn't feel a sense of safety or security and really remembering that we are our safety and security. And even beyond that, that love is our ultimate protection. There's like a vulnerability, I think, in in our human experience that love is vulnerable. And I wouldn't disagree with that, although I think we often link vulnerability with weakness. So part of the healing that's asking to come through this first shadow card is yeah, where are we using our armor at times when it's no longer needed? And are we willing to tell ourselves the truth about that? Beautiful energy. I'm just feeling the opportunity to just pause and breathe into that a moment for any of our listeners who are just feeling called to soak that up and to allow that that healing that's here for them to, to take place. Yeah. Before I uh, share a card too, Laura, any thoughts or reflections or anything you're picking up on or curious about with that? Well, uh, thought is that I think that first card was very powerful. And so for some of us, we'll be thinking about that a lot for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's, that's what I think is so great about this shadow deck, because, you know, as I mentioned to you, when we did our reading, I think about that, I think about what came up a lot. And it's, it's causing a lot of shifts in my life, even three months later, just consider that and have it in mind. And I don't tell myself to think about it every day. It's just there. Yes, in a positive way. So Sure. Yeah. You know, the way that I I have felt called to refer to this is a healing system. It's like, it's not showing us necessarily anything we don't already know, but it's waking up 
waking us up to something that's ready for some more attention and presence because it's easy to allow ourselves to get distracted from things that are asking for our healing. And there's a gentleness in in the cards that tell us a truth in a way that's gentle and and easy to receive when we're ready and willing to do that. And there's actually a booklet that goes with the cards. So it offers some explanations, some questions to dive deeper into the clearing of the shadow patterns and also a healing mantra as well. And one of the things I do envision for the cards is to to create a, a training and certification program for therapists and healers that want to understand what it looks like to dance with shadow energy in relationship with their clients and how to use this tool as a way to support that process. So definitely something in my heart and, and, uh, we'll see when that wants to come to life. I, I stop pretending that I have any control over my products and services coming to life. And I have, surrendered to the knowing that they have a life force energy of their own. And when it's time, they'll show me how they want to be brought here and I will just do my job in, in getting them here. So that's awesome. Um, and, you know, I just want to say that with that, I think that's wonderful to have a training for people to use these, um, you know, whether therapists or other healers, because um, I don't think because it is sometimes illuminating blind spots that can be very heavy hitting at times, you know, sometimes it hits you over the head when you see a blind spot. Whoa, you know, like it's intense. So I don't think that, um, it's a negative thing to offer ways for people to experience more about that before using it or if they want to, you know, because I think it can just be very powerful. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's a, there's just an energy of mindfulness and responsibility that we have whenever we're choosing a way to support our clients, that we're doing that from a space of having our own inner knowing present and trusting in the inner knowing of our clients. And um, yeah, I love that this can be a tool for that. And I'm open to helping us all. And I'm still learning how to work with it as well, deepen into it so that we're doing it from a space of consciousness, um, rather than, you know, just tossing it around and, and hoping it, it does something, uh, you know, positive. So yeah, like it's not a party game. (laughs) No, no, not one of those. It's not Uno. That's for sure. (laughs) They are colorful like Uno, but it's not Uno. Um, I love it. So the second card, I'm sure those of you that chose that are like, hey, are we going to get to that second <laughs> what <about> card? What us? <laughs> yes. So card number two that's showing up is the shadow of abandonment. And it's a beautiful card. Laura, would we be able to put this under the, the recording for folks to see these images? I'd be happy to share them in sure. the, um, yeah. Yeah. If you, uh-huh. if you can let me know how I can get it up there, I will do that for sure. Beautiful, because I want everyone to experience the healing imagery as well. So the abandonment card is a, is a beautiful blue color, and it's really about, I think that we get caught up in the shadow of feeling abandoned by others, and there's healing that, that wants to happen around this. The, the energy I'm picking up on right now, though, is really how do we continue that process of abandonment within ourselves after we've experienced it from others. So it's almost like we learn how to parent ourselves and care for ourselves the way that we've experienced that. And I'm guessing that's not going to be a surprise for most of our, our listeners. Um, 
and I don't think we can hear it enough that if we were feeling abandoned by others and we continue to do that to ourselves, it creates a lot of disconnect and pain. So when the shadow of abandonment shows up, there's really an opportunity to notice where we are leaving ourselves in times when we really need ourselves the most. And that can be, you know, just checking out, um, distracting with, with different uh, behaviors or patterns. It can be being mean to ourselves, um, abandoning, uh, an opportunity for self-love and self-compassion and self-presence when we need ourselves the most. Someone says something to us that's hard to hear and we check out and we go right to judging or blaming them. But then what happens to that part of us that's feeling hurt and sad and triggered by what's just happened? So, a beautiful energy to tell ourselves the truth about where we have been abandoning ourselves and to notice if we're willing to show up in that place and, and hold ourselves in a loving way. Wow. That is deep. Yeah. Feeling that, that depth. It's really interesting, Laura, when, when everyone can see the cards because the cards came, we have a root chakra card, which for those of you that don't know, the chakras are major energy centers that hold themes and patterns and the root chakra is red. Uh, it actually changes colors, but it, traditionally it's, it's represented in a red color and that's all about safety and security, which came through the armor card. This is also our DNA and our, our past experiences are kind of housed in this energy center and this is in the lower energies and then the higher energies move into the throat which is blue and also a purple color which moves into like our intuition and our, our inner knowing and our connection to that which is bigger than our physical selves. So we have a very grounded experience here from both the lower chakra and the upper chakra and kind of it feels like there's almost a connection between those two that as we feel more safe and secure, we will give ourselves permission to not abandon ourselves as much. Um, and when we don't abandon ourselves, we'll feel more safe and secure. So it feels like the cards aren't necessarily separate, but there's a connection between the two as well. Yeah. It really does feel like, you know, they're connected. And so if someone says, Oh, I picked one, but I think maybe it's two, one, two, it can be both. Exactly. You don't have to pick and choose. You can take from either one what resonates and make sense of it in the way that that it's right for you. I mean, I think that's the beauty of this work is that um, I can offer a reflection, but it may not be the reflection that works for you. So whatever you're picking up on, whatever you're feeling in your body, whatever circumstance or relationship or feeling moved through you as I shared this, please know that that is the message that is meant for you to receive. And I invite you to sit with that, journal with it, move with it in whatever way you feel called to, to honor that process. And thank you for letting me behind the scenes here to step into this collective energy that was wanting some attention in our time today. Oh, I'm so glad you could do it. And Carrie, once you start talking, I just can't get enough. I swear. I feel like I need to ask you to come back on another time in the future. <laughs> hey, I am, I am open and ready. I would love to. Your energy is so beautiful, Laura. And what you are shining light on through therapy chat is we, we shared, I, we talked a little before recording, but I feel called to just say it now and again that 
you know, I think there's a call on the planet right now to allow more feminine energy of, of gentleness and presence and to not have to work so hard for the experiences that we're having. And I feel like what you're creating here with your therapy chat podcast and community is really supporting us in, in doing that. And I feel blessed to, to be a part of it. And thank you for having me back. Oh, you're so kind to say that. And thank you so much for being here again. I think people are going to really want to know more about the shadow work and, you know, maybe the card readings will be something that will be make a shift in, in each person who's listening. I, I know that just you doing that reading that time, even though I wasn't going to have another reading yet, cause I'm still working with the first one. <laughs> I feel like now I've got more to, more to think about and more to feel into. So thank you so much for that, Carrie. You're very welcome. So where can people find more of what you're doing if they want to maybe work with you or buy your books? Yes. Everything that I'm up to right now is on my website at carrynola.com. And there's a shop link for my books and these cards. Um, I also have a free reading up on on my website if anyone wants to experience another reading with the cards. And then also my mentorship and soulful coaching for healers is there too. And my blog with lots of information. So that's my home base, my sacred space. And uh, I would love to invite you over and um, to connect in whatever way is resonating with you. Awesome. Carrie, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Thank you for listening to the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.lauraregan.com. LCSWC.com.